Well, hello, everyone. It's your girl, Dr. Stephanie D. Barnes, CEO of C-Suite Women's Network, where I help women and a few good men to be the CEOs of their lives so they can be better CEOs of their business. And you know what time it is. It is time for conversations from the C-Suite. We will be beginning our broadcast very shortly, but you know, as we always do, we want to invoke the power of three. I'd like to ask you to take a few moments to invite someone to the broadcast because this is a conversation and we don't want to be just talking to ourselves. So please invite at least three friends and share it out to at least three groups because we're going to be talking about some great things because remember, we're making CEO moves, so we want to have some somebody on here to move with it. So I'm just going to take a few minutes and share it out myself. And we're going to get this broadcast started shortly. So in the meantime, grab your favorite beverage, hang tight and invite. Well, welcome, welcome, welcome to Conversations from the C-Suite. I am your host, Dr. Stephanie D. Barnes, CEO of C-Suite Women's Network, where I help women and a few good men to be the CEOs of their lives so they can be better CEOs of their businesses. And we want to make sure that you have those strategies that you need to create the life you desire and deserve because every woman deserves to be the CEO of her life. She needs to have a seat at the table. And not only should she have a seat at the table, but create a seat at the table for others because there is power when women gather. Conversations from the C-Suite is a power-packed hour that provides women a platform to share their business and career experiences because we know that life doesn't end when you leave the office. We have to work to elevate our mindset and compel each other to take action because CEOs don't just wait for great things to happen. They make great things happen. And you know, the C-suite in any business is where the decisions are made. It is the top. And so your life has a C-suite. It is where you make the decisions to create the life you desire and deserve. And of course, what does a CEO do? Just like the name says, the chief executive officer executes. They get things done. The CEO is responsible for making the decisions, for coming up with a strategy, for pulling together a team, inspiring that team to get the job done. Now, on your journey to the C-suite, you may be in any one of three places. You may be a CEO on the rise. You are just getting started. You have your aspirations. You're taking that first step and you just need the inspiration, the motivation, but most of all, the education in order to move yourself forward. You may be a CEO on the move. You've been making those CEO moves, but you're ready to take it to the next level. And then finally, you may be the CEO. You may be in your C-suite. But just like any champion, a CEO knows that you can always elevate. You can always take it higher because there's always an opportunity for you to improve and get even better. 
Conversations from the C-Suite is the girlfriend's guide to being a CEO. It's where women, sometimes a few good men, have powerful conversations about real things that matter to real women. And in the C-Suite, we make CEO moves. We want you to feel something, learn something, but most of all, do something. When you make CEO moves, you create circles of influence, you educate and empower yourself for elevation, and you operationalize what you learn so that you can optimize your outcome. And this is indeed a conversation. Like I said, we don't want to be on here talking to ourselves. We want to make sure that we've got some great women and a few good men around the table. So make sure that you invite, make sure that you share your comments. We want to hear from you. And you, if you have questions, we will be certain to get those answered as well. So remember, whether you report to a CEO or you are the CEO of your own business, you are always the CEO of your life. And so we want to focus on strategies that help you to capitalize on your most powerful asset, the power of choice, the power to choose to create an extraordinary outcome in your business and your life. So are you ready? Are you ready to enter the C-suite? Well, then you are in the right place. I am so excited about tonight's show because we're going to be helping you to make sure you don't get caught up in them D's. You know, those D's that can be devastating to you. We want you to be able to plan for what you didn't plan for because it's never easy to deal with the unexpected, but it is always easy to plan for it. Divorce disability and death can wreak havoc on your finances. And while you hope that those things never materialize, you have to be wise and prepare for if they do. So I've got a treat for you. I've got my dear friend, great trusted ad financial advisor, none other than Dana Branham. And I'm gonna just tell you a few things about Dana before I bring her up to the virtual stage here. Dana is a firecracker, a CEO in her own right. She is a financial advisor and established lasting legacy wealth management. She began her career as in the brokerage industry and is now a part of Lexmark International, a global technology company headquartered in Lexington, Kentucky. Because we are going to, this is an aside, because y'all know here in the C-suite, I get off, get off script just a little bit. Because she's in Kentucky, Second, we got we're planning a bourbon tour. Yeah, I hadn't forgotten about that, but she will be able to tell you about how to plan for those deeds because she is a financial powerhouse and helps women to make those wise decisions to be able to invest and be able to take care of their finances and be their own personal CFO. So without any further ado, I wanna bring to the virtual stage, none other than the powerhouse, Dana Branham. <laughs> hey, Dana, welcome to the C-suite. Hey, thank you for having me. So excited <laughs> to be here. Well, I'm so glad that you're here. We have been planning this for months, y'all. We talked about this, yeah. I don't know, was it a um a year ago? Uh, it's a been year a ago. I can't remember. We were at a meeting 
of some kind, because she and I are in the same illustrious sorority alpha, Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated, and we have served alongside each other on a committee for the past two years. And in between service, we take talk about taking care of business. And so we've been planning this for a while. So Dana, I am so glad to have you here in the C-suite. And you know how we get started. I want to ask who you are. I've told them a little bit about who you are, <laughs> what you do. They've heard a little bit. But most of all, why do you make CEO moves? So as uh, Stephanie said, I'm Dana Branham. And I've not been introduced as a powerhouse before, but I'll take it. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Um, trying to become a, a, more of a powerhouse, I will say that. Um, but yeah, so that I am Dana Branham. I'm a financial advisor. Uh, I have been for over 12 years now and have made um, great strides in the financial services industry and trying to make even more and trying to. Uh, I pulled real estate in recently. So I'm trying to make CEO moves because I want to live the life that I dreamed of. But I also want to help other people do the same thing. All right. All right. So why do you make those CEO moves? And how are you making Why them? do I make them? Yes. Yeah. Why do I, I want I want to live a, a different life than what I have seen. Mm -hmm. And I want to I want to inspire the next generation to do the same thing, to make different decisions about their money, because money rules the world. It just yeah. does, and whether we like it or not. But so we have to make better decisions regarding money, whether it's the small thing that you could buy the gum, pack of gum in the store to how, how you buy your house. We have to make better decisions around all of those things. Right. And, you know, one of the things that we really focus on here in the C-suite is the power of decisions. And there are so many instances where as the CEOs of our lives, we abdicate the power of our decisions. We think that we don't have a choice. We think that, oh, my gosh, this bad thing has happened and now I'm helpless. And while it is certainly something that's devastating, you always have the power of decisions. And one of the things that I want to stress you know, throughout today, as we're talking about dealing with them D's and the D, the three D's that we're going to talk about in particular, uh, you know, just dealing with divorce. What happens when you when you face that? You know, how can you prepare yourself afterwards or even before a disability, either disability of yourself or of your spouse? And then in the in the event that your spouse uh, passes away unexpectedly, because these are three D's that, again, we never plan for. We hope they never happen. But they can happen. And as the women or as women, we need to be prepared to, to keep our feelings out our finances and be able to make those wise financial decisions. So, Dana, let's let's just say, you know, I'm walking into your office and I'm facing one of them D's or maybe I might be facing all three of them because I'm ready to kill him. But you know, <laughs> what would you say to me or any woman who is placed in that in that position and now feels like, oh my God, what do I do? How do I get past this? Right. So this is so timely because I actually just had a, a conversation with someone who's contemplating divorce today. Mm. And what happens is you have to know where you are. I mean, I think that's the, that's the start of everything. Uh, what, whatever we have to know where we are right now so we can make an informed and educated decision to go forward. 
So my task is to help someone figure out where they are mm-hmm. and then go from there. Yes. Yes. Because I, I know a lot of times, you know, because I know like even in, in, in my situation, when I, you know, was faced with the possibility of divorce, you know, the very first thing that you're thinking about is, oh, my gosh, what's going to happen way down the line? But like you say, it's important to think about where you are right now and to really get your wit about yourself. So so like with the you know, when, when you're faced with that situation, you know, what are some things that, you know, what do you need to be thinking about specifically? Because I know, you know, you're dealing with the emotions. That's why I say, you know, even though we have to deal with our feelings when it comes to our finances, we got to get our feelings out of our mm-hmm. finances. But, you know, what does that assessment look like? What do you what do you actually need to look at? Sure. So I'm looking at what assets do you have? Mm-hmm. So that's assets as in physical assets. It can be financial assets. Excuse me. I'm looking at all of that. Mm-hmm. So one of the challenges, though, believe it or not, in 2018, I still run across women who have no idea yeah. the answer to some of those questions like what's in your checking account? What's in your uh, savings account? What investments do you have? Sorry about that. Um, where, you know, do you have property? Is your name on the title? Mm-hmm. Do you own your car? All of those things you mm-hmm. need to know. So the better thing is to already know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rather and than you, waiting until then to try to figure it out. Right. And, you know, and, and, and one of the things that I said in the intro is like, these are not things that you can plan for, but you can plan for them in, in the event, you know, when you get married, you're not planning to get divorced. When, you know, you are in a relationship, you're not planning for your spouse to be to face a disability or to, to die unexpectedly or for you to experience a disability. And, and the whole thing that we want to talk about here is the importance of being prepared and not being uh, um, pessimistic and, and not, you know, thinking in any, anything from a negative perspective, but being an active part of your finances so that you are not put in a position, you know, either by uh, you know, a choice of someone else, he decides that he wants a divorce or those things that happen unexpectedly, death sure. or disability, that you're not placed in a position where you don't know. So right. it's, it's really important. Again, with being the CEO of your life, it's about positioning yourself to make those decisions so that, you know, you may never have to think about it or never have to actually act upon it. But you do want to know what you need to know so that you can be in a position of power in the sense that you're acting out of knowledge as opposed to acting out of ignorance. So totally agree with that. And if here's the thing about that. Uh-oh, I think we lost you for me. Can I hear you. Are you able to hear me? Let's see. I think we may have lost Dana for just a moment. But while she gets her connection back together, because it looks like she's frozen. And, you know, this is the thing. This is a perfect illustration in analogy or metaphor that, you know, sometimes you've got to be able to respond uh, to things that happen unexpectedly. So when we began this broadcast, I was not expecting for her to freeze up, but she has. So we're going to we're going to keep it moving and, and make sure that that we 
uh, continue because, you know, life is going to throw things at you. And it's almost as if, you know, you have to be one step ahead. Well, you do. You have to be one step ahead. And so, you know, I have I bring to this experience, you know, I was I am an attorney and, you know, served in, in for many years in the capacity of counsel to corporations and, and small businesses. And, and one of the things even on the attorney side, you know, I have to uh, make sure that I um, am able to keep my clients focused on the desired outcome. And when you're faced with these Ds, divorce, disability, or death, you know, it is important for you to focus on the desired outcome and not the present situation because you can't turn back the hands of time and you can't change, you know, what has already happened. But what you can do is position yourself to be able to make the good decisions going forward. So, you know, and, and the other part of this is, you know, I have faced these issues just personally. And I've been very fortunate in that I've been able to draw on my strengths as an attorney to be able to focus on the finances, focus on the desired outcome but it's not always easy. So I just want to set it up by saying, you know, when you're faced with these things, you know, the, the first thing to do is, you know, to face the feelings because it is hurtful when you are experiencing a loss. And in any of those three D's that we've talked about, it's a loss and it's a net it is natural to feel hurt. It's natural to feel angry. It's natural to feel fearful, but you can't stay in that moment. So, um, you know, it is important to uh, just deal with the fact that you are facing these issues and deal with your emotions. So uh, you, you don't when I say get your feelings out of your finances, um, I'm not saying pretend like nothing is going on and pretend like everything is OK. But what I'm saying is it's important for you to focus on what you need to focus on when you need to focus on it. So when you are needing to deal with your issues, you know, deal with those. Uh, but when you are, you've got to decide. And again, we're going to use this word a lot. And I use it a lot in the C-suite because the power of decision is so incredibly important. And I love the word decide because decide literally means to cut off. And so when you cut off all other options, but the choice that you need to make at that moment, it really positions you uh, from a vantage point of strength as opposed to a vantage point of being, you know, where of being weak, you know, or, or being at a disadvantage. And you have to focus on the desired outcome. And anytime you are faced with those Ds, with any kind of devastation resulting from divorce, death, or disability, the desired outcome is to get past it and not just to get past it and not just to survive, but to thrive. And, you know, being a CEO really means that you pull up on the resources of, of one, the knowledge that you already have, and two, 
making sure that you are able to collaborate with those who have a superior knowledge. Because one of the smart things about CEOs is they don't do everything themselves. Like if you think about the CEO of a company, they're not running the mail room. They're not running the operations. They're not running you know, the, the front line, the customer service. What do they do? They tap into teams, people, experts in these different areas. And um, when they do that, it strengthens them as individuals because a lot of times, you know, we feel like we have to shoulder this responsibility by ourselves. And I know I'm guilty of this myself because, you know, I think I'm superwoman. You know, I have fabulous on my necklace, but sometimes I think I really do have an S on my chest and I want to do everything by myself. But the thing is, is that I'm stronger when I align myself with people who have superior knowledge. So when you're faced with this situation and you feel like, oh my gosh, I don't know what to do. And you may truly not know what to do, but as being a smart CEO of your life, don't try to do it by yourself. You can engage people like Dana, financial advisors who do know what to do. Because not only do they have the expertise to be able to pull it in, you know, uh, you know, they know the industry. We've got Dana back. We're going to pull her back up. All right. Um, you know, not only and this is perfect time in Dana, because I was talking about uh, connecting with the financial advisor, but not only do they know, you know, what to do. They have the advantage that you don't in that they can look at things objectively because it's really hard to separate the subjectiveness of your emotions from the objective things that you need to do as a financial advisor. So we've got Dana back. <laughs> and so what I wish, yeah. So that's, that's how we do with CEOs, you know, <laughs> technical difficulties, we just keep it moving. And, uh, and that's why you, that's why you have a great team. Dana had your back while you were Thank getting you, back Dana. on here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what I was just sharing, you know, is the importance of, you know, of leveraging your individual strengths with those of, of experts. And in your case, as a financial advisor. So sure. if if sure. if she's trying to kind of, you know, figure out, OK, what do I do next? You know, who, who needs to be on her team, so to speak? Mm -hmm. And how is it best for her to go about um really tapping into those resources so that she doesn't have to do it all by herself. Sure. And I'm glad you said to seek the advice of a professional because in this industry, well, as, as in many people like to do things themselves, but we, I liken it to you. Now I might put off going to the doctor, but eventually I'm going to go yeah. because the doctor's going to know what my health problem is. Right. And attorneys will know what your legal issue is. So a financial advisor is going to be able to help you identify what is your real issue regarding your money. Mm -hmm. And I like to be the middle of if, if you think of a wheel with a, a middle and then there are spokes going out from that. Mm -hmm. I like to be that middle of that wheel mm -hmm. as far as the decision someone is making. So first, yes, come to a financial advisor, a professional to help you figure out, do you need a CPA or do you need just a tax preparer? Mm -hmm. Do you need, what kind of attorney do you need? Is that a, a, an estate attorney? Do you need a divorce attorney? Mm -hmm. Maybe. Or do you just need a family law uh, mm -hmm. practice, mm -hmm. right? Do you need to um, seek out 
some advice on long-term care. I mean, all of those things. And of course, everything we do in our life surrounds money or mm -hmm. our the money surrounds us, hopefully. So a financial advisor can help you figure out and navigate all of those avenues appropriately. And as it fits into whatever long-term strategy that you guys have identified yourselves. Yes. Yes. And, and so, you know, it's, it's, um, it's really important, like you say, to to partner up and be open, be open to advice, because I'll just say this, you know, I'm an attorney and I practice law uh, for 20 something years at this point. And, you know, even when, you know, I was going through my divorce, for example, I didn't try to do everything myself because <laughs> even though I'm smart and I know the law and I know this and that, you know, I knew that I needed to rely on someone else who won could see things subjectively and two, yeah. you know, just had a greater error because divorces, the divorce law, family law, all of those things, that's not my specialty. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I specialize in, in, in other things. So, you know, it's important to be open to advice and, and right. you know, for the, for the woman who comes to you and, you know, is trying to be strong and, 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 and does know, you know, you know, something about finances and does know, um, it, it is not completely um, unaware of, of kind of all of the different aspects. What are some of the, the challenges that you have with getting people to be open and, and how do you work through that? One of the biggest challenges is getting people to see the bigger picture. Mm -hmm. So for instance, I, I am typically, I'm not a stockbroker. Mm -hmm. So I'm not looking at the stock market, I could not tell you at all today what the stock market did. And probably for the past couple of months, I don't know what the stock market's doing uh -huh. because it really matters not to me for the most part, what the stock market is doing today, mm -hmm. because my clients, I am investing them for the long term. So unless you're looking at retiring, like right now, yeah. it doesn't matter because right. we know what the stock market has done in the past 80 years. And it's always been up over normal timeframes of investing. Mm -hmm. So, but getting people to understand that mm -hmm. and to act accordingly. So yeah. they might even understand it, but if we, I've had several clients who we've invested them in long-term products mm -hmm. and then they come back two months later and say, hey, I need some money out. It's like, no, <laughs> that's not what this money is for. Right. So the biggest challenge is, and, and it usually is those people who have just a little bit of knowledge. Mm -hmm. No, just they a little bit dangerous. <laughs> yeah, a dangerous. And yeah. then they're off and running. And it's like, no, you, you came to me for advice. This is my advice. We yeah. came up with the, I can't, gave you recommendations. You accepted the recommendations. So how about we fill out this plan the way that it's supposed to be? Yeah. So if we need to go somewhere else and find that short-term money. Okay, let's do that. But let's not mess up this long-term plan. Because trust me, in 20 years, you're going to be mad that you did whatever it is right. you're doing to try to satisfy this short-term need. Right. And I think the biggest message uh, that uh, that you're sharing there is, you know, don't panic and and to really be that's why I say, you know, you've got to get your feelings out your finances because financial decisions that are made based on feelings just typically don't turn out well. You know, it's right. got to be based on logic. It's got to be based on, you know, the, the long term and the and the big picture. What are you truly trying to accomplish? Because remember, I said earlier, you've got to focus on the desired outcome. 
And mm -hmm. it's hard. Now, and I know this from personal experience. I know it from dealing with different people. It is hard when you're in the moment of the panic, when you're in the moment of the devastation, when you need money to pay your bills right now, not yesterday. <laughs> right. <laughs> right now. You need it right now, you know, to to really focus uh, with focus on the desired outcome. And, you know, it, it, it is it is something that I, I have to uh, I practice a lot more than than I'd like to these days. You know, being an entrepreneur, I've got a teenage son. I've got one in college, you know, all these unexpected things. And one of the things that, you know, um, that we have to, that I do myself and it's something that's really important is you have to, again, allow yourself to have that moment of panic, you know, cry, curse, pray, whatever it is you need to do. But, you know, oh, but then make, a, yeah, make a decision, though, that you're not going to allow that emotion to to drive your decisions, because like you say, you're the thing, the decisions I always believe, you know, that the decisions you make right now create a future outcome. The thoughts that you have create a future outcome. And so you really have to be deliberate about what you're doing right now and think about the future you're creating. Yes. So. Uh, so, yeah, that, that's a, that's a, a great point about how important it is just to chill out and not and not to not to completely panic. So yeah, you know, I, will, I will say this, it is important. So part of the financial plan, and, and this is why it's so important going back to before we are a little break there, um, <laughs> to know where people are. Yes. And people tend to, especially when it comes to money, not want to share everything. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, I can't give you the best recommendations if I don't know everything. And you might be embarrassed about it. You might, but trust me, yeah. a true professional cares not about that. They've seen everything and been through a whole lot themselves. I'll tell you a little bit about that later. But um, so you have to say everything because the worst thing is to have that surprise where you need to pay bills right now and we've invested your money. Right. right. Had I had we known and yeah, things come up. And so and those can be worked through. But had we known, then we would have set aside some yeah. for shorter term goals and right. then had the rest for longer term. And sometimes you don't get to invest. Mm -hmm. And a true professional will tell you that, too. Mm -hmm. I've had that conversation with with several people. I'm like, it's not your time to invest mm -hmm. because you're not ready. Yeah. And that's OK. Right. That's perfectly fine because I know that I'm giving them the best advice that they need at the time. Yes. And so the point that that you really drive home there is the importance of trust, because yes. not only must you deal with people who can be trusted, but you've got to trust them to just add all your dirty laundry. Mm -hmm. You know, because like when you go to the doctor, you don't tell the doctor about all your symptoms. They aren't able to treat you appropriately. The same thing. Mm -hmm. You got to you got to just lay out all your dirty laundry. And if you have spent all your money or you've had, you know, whatever it is, you've got to be honest because a professional can't help you if they don't have all the facts. You have to equip your team to help right. you. And right. if you don't trust them enough to do that, it's going to have negative repercussions for you. So that's mm -hmm. the, that's a, another important point is. You know, pride is not the place or pride does not have a place when you're trying to deal with with these issues because, you know, you've got to lay all that on the line 
so mm -hmm. that you are able to do what it is you need to do because you got to equip yourself with the truth. Yes. You got to equip your team, your trusted advisor with the truth so that you are able to get to that desired outcome. And I just want to take a moment and just bring to you our sponsor break. Tonight's episode was brought to you by C-Suite Women's Network, where you can become equipped to make the decisions you need in your life, your business, and your career. The mission at C-Suite Women's Network is to equip women to be the CEOs of their lives, to use their education, their experience, and their influence to make the decisions to create the life they desire and deserve. So be the CEO of your life so that you can be a better CEO of your business. Get equipped to get the results you desire in your business. So go over to you to schedule your strategy session about how you can become the CEO of your life. Now, Dana, you mentioned that you've got a story and we've all got a story, right? So why don't you just share a little bit with our audience about some of the devastations that you've had and how you as, as a CEO of your life and also as a financial advisor, how you've been able to overcome those things yourself. Yeah, yeah. okay. So I think we're getting some feedback, so I'll turn my mic down a little okay. bit. So um, I can't share all of it, and I'll tell you why. I have a book coming out soon. Um, it's in its final stages of for publishing that is going to lay all of that out. And what I'm what I will share with you is that um, I have found myself in a position that you would not expect a financial advisor to be, mm -hmm. and um, and so climbing out of that and overcoming that is a, what the story is about. Mm -hmm. And so I, I want to implore people to, to obviously support that. But one of the things I will say is my I lost a brother 12 mm -hmm. years ago mm -hmm. and we found ourselves passing the hat mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to pay for his funeral services. Mm -hmm. how, how, how does the family of a financial advisor get in that position? Yeah, yeah. Um, that's not cool and that's not cute. And so, but what that taught me is I have to talk to everybody about mm -hmm. taking care of their money and getting their business straight before they leave this earth. Yeah. And so one of the things that came out of that is a little saying that I have is don't leave your family with mess, leave a, leave your family and bless them. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, bless them. Don't leave them with mess. That's ridiculous. And so, and so the GoFundMe's and all of those things that I see, oh, yeah. it wears me all the way out because we can do better. And it's, I just wrote an article for a magazine last week talking about that same thing. September is uh, Life Insurance Awareness Month. And so that for the September article, I did one on life insurance telling people it's, it's way too cheap for, mm -hmm. for, the, for less than just a night out. Yeah. And I know I sound like an infomercial, but really for less than a night out with drinks and dinner, you yeah. can ensure your family. Yeah. And yeah. not leave mess. Right. So, so it's just some of those things. So I am. So one of the reasons going back to the CEO moves, I'm trying to make CEO moves. So those things don't happen mm -hmm. for yeah. me and for others, everybody that I love. Yeah. And, you know, and you and you you point out something that is is so important for us to, to remember is that even though 
we're CEOs, we're powerful, we're not infallible. Because oh, right. a lot of times, you know, we can get, you know, just so focused on the grind. We can get so focused on what's in front of us again that we lose sight of what's down the line. And that's why we're that's, you know, why I use the tagline that, you know, these are not things that you uh, it's not easy to deal with the unexpected, but it is easy to plan for it. And so, mm -hmm. you know. With respect, and, and it, and it kind of sounds a little morbid, but I don't mean it this way to prepare for divorce. You don't want to prepare for divorce. You want to put your energy into uh, into sustaining your marriage. But there are lots of things that can happen, you know. And so you want to make sure, like Dana said, that you know the finances and mm -hmm. you know you know what you need to know. And again, if not, you know, not necessarily to prepare for the divorce, but to be a better partner in the marriage. Because sure. the finances, you know, you still need to have to work through the finances, even in the marriage. So having that focus is really important with disability. Absolutely. You know, you can buy disability insurance. And, and you know, I think a lot of us overlook that, you know, because I know in, uh, in when I worked for a company, you know, when you when you hire on, you go through the little packet and you they offer you the disability insurance. You may check it. You may not. But you may not think beyond that. And then. Mm -hmm. Like with death, you know, it's simple uh, to, to make sure that you have life insurance so that your family doesn't have to uh, worry about how they're going to bury you. Because, you know, imagine, mm -hmm. you know, the devastation of not only the loss of the loved one, but now, oh, my gosh, how are we going to bury them? So that's right. why it's so important to think through these things so that you can plan for the unexpected with the hopes that. Uh, you never have to use it, but you know you you have that protection there. Sure, and I, I'd like to mention just a few things on all three of those. So, speaking of divorce, I mentioned I talked to somebody today about possibly getting divorced. One of the things that's very difficult for us to do, and I, I ran into it last week uh, in talking to somebody, is uh, a a couple was was thinking about getting divorced. One of the members of that couple contacted me, wanted to try to figure out some financing things. And we were talking about who gets to stay in the house, who might have to buy the other out of the house and do all of these things. Well, I can't stay um, if he's gone or she's gone or whatever. If I can tell anybody anything about that, try your best to get a house that you can afford by yourself. Ah, yes. Please. And so then you don't have to have that conversation because if you want to stay with the kids or do whatever, then you can do that. Yeah. Um, and you don't have to uproot your whole entire life because of it. I know that's difficult because we want to move on up to the east side. Right. But um, if we can just hold tight and be sure we have have our have some other ducks in a row first, that yeah. will probably do well for us. Regarding yeah. disability, you you hit it right on the head get disability insurance if you are, especially if you're an entrepreneur, mm, you yes. need disability insurance. Because if you can't do what you do, then there's nobody else to right. do it. Right. Uh, but certainly if you work for a company and then they have disability insurance, sign up for short and long term. I know when we're sitting in those meetings, what we're thinking is all this money coming out of my check, all this money I coming know. out of my check. <laughs> Wait, these, this two or three dollars adds up. I know it does. However, it trust me, I I have a friend who was shot five years ago. She was 45, I believe, at the time. She's been on disability. Thank mm -hmm. the Lord for disability insurance. Yeah. yeah. In that case. Yeah. 
Okay. And then regarding that, I can't tell you how much it is, how important it is to get life insurance. Mm -hmm. um, and again, that's the, those are easy policies to, to fund. Mm -hmm. um, I spent $50 at McDonald's one month. So I have no excuse not to have life insurance that costs $34. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I know we all do that. So please have life insurance in place. Regarding life insurance, be sure to update your beneficiaries. Yes. Yeah. You already have it because you do not want your ex two times over to have your money, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. So please update your beneficiaries. Um, but then also be thinking, some of us need, are getting to that age where we have to think about long-term care as well. Have that on your mind. It's not something you have to fund super early, but think about it. Because again, my friend who was shot, mm, yeah, long-term care. Yeah, is what was needed for that. So um, there's a lot to do. And that's why you need a professional to help you do that, yeah. uh, to navigate and know when to do what and how to do it and the best options and brokers for it. Allow your financial advisor to do that. Um, that's what we're here for. Yeah. We want to we want to be sure that we're the, the middle of that wheel that's keeping you healthy. Right. All the way around financially. Yeah, and I just want to add, you know, because I'm going to come back to ask a question specifically about insurance and, and how you fund all these different things. But one of the things that I want to advocate for uh, is making sure that you have uh, your estate planning done, because you know, a lot of times, you know, we don't we, we don't think we think that wheels are for old people or for millionaires and, you know, cause I was a, a hospital attorney for, for many years. And I can't tell you how many times, you know, I was called by the nursing staff and the, and the, the healthcare professionals to deal with the legal issue because the person didn't have advanced care directives. They call them different things in different states. Some, yeah. some, some states call them living wheels, but yeah. making sure that you speak for yourself when you can't speak for yourself. And you don't even need a lawyer for that. I mean, honestly, yeah. those are just forms you can fill out. So that's something that you need to be thinking about, even though you don't really want to think about it. I remember right. years ago, y'all might remember the Terry Schiavo case. Mm -hmm. this was, was it Florida? Was she in Florida? I think she was in Florida. Mm -hmm. I can't remember what state it was, but Terry Schiavo uh, fell ill and was in a vegetative state for like years. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, her husband and her parents could not agree on whether to uh, terminate uh, life support or what to do. And it ended up being this court battle for years. And that woman suffered as a result of it. And so I always think about that case because you just never know what's going to happen and you know an advanced healthcare directive or living wheel whatever it's called in the state you live gives you the opportunity to speak for yourself so that's why she talked about you know she was at hub and you have all those folks make sure that you talk to somebody about your advanced healthcare directive and your wheel if all it right. all it says is i leave all my stuff to x that's fine Make it, sure that, then nobody can come back and say she didn't say that because right. they will. Somebody, right? We know. Unfortunately, death brings out some of the worst things Ooh. in people. Oh even if God. even if there's nothing but a chair that was over in the corner that you used to sit in, somebody now, won't. Everybody loved a chair. Oh, that's the most precious <laughs> chair. Oh, every time I, it, you know, they get real crazy. And and yeah. I and I say this too, especially if you have blended families. 
Yeah, don't 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 tear your blended family up because you don't say who gets what because you know it's it's a lot of emotions it's a lot of things that comes into play and you just want to make sure that again you're making decisions for yourself and decisions that are going to help uh help your family because you don't want them to be not only dealing with the loss of you or the loss of your loved one your spouse but you know this is a conversation y'all need to have about mm -hmm. right, how are we gonna handle this you know because i know my ex-husband and i we would often have conversations about you know, if one of us was to become um, veg in a vegetative state, if we want to come, what do we want to do? Make, mm -hmm. we make sure that we had those things worked out. And so that that's a really important conversation to have. Now, you, talk, you talked about insurance, uh, life yes. insurance, disability insurance. Are there other ways other than GoFundMe? to prepare for those expenses i mean is is it wise to have an investment in lieu of that or just you know you know for people to know about what the options are for how to sure. plan for those things other than gofundme we're gonna x that off that is not an option <laughs> say that right now that's not a real option so there's not a good way Mm -hmm. Yes, there are some people out there, and I don't know many of them, who can self-insure, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, but here's the thing. People typically want, they need to pay debts off. That's the other D that we can't even get into today. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they have yeah, debts to pay off. <laughs> so I'm going to give your, your, um, your subscribers a little tool to, to figure out how much life insurance they need. And so if they have it, if you got this amount of money set aside, then you're good. Uh, the rest of us have to pay for some life insurance. Mm -hmm. But you, it, the acronym is LIFE, and it's liabilities. So what debts do you have that need to be paid off mm -hmm. uh, when you pass away? The I is income replacement. So if your family depends on your income to live, mm -hmm. and you make $100,000 a year, and you want them to be good for five years, that's $500,000 off the top mm -hmm. that you want to cover in life insurance. Um, the F is final expenses. The average funeral is about twelve, fifteen thousand mm -hmm. dollars. That's not even counting plots and all of those things. So there you go. Hey, you you're not in the ground yet. <laughs> and they trust me, they'll hold you out of their ground until you pay. Yeah. So, and then E is for education expenses or everything else that you might want to fund, whether it's donations to your school, a donation to a charity that you support, all of those things. But if there's education expenses in there for kids, minor children, then you got to add that in. I mean, that can add up real quick mm -hmm. yeah. um, for, for people. So, you know, if you're sitting, sitting on 500000 to seven fifty, okay, you might be self-insured. But most of us are not. So we have to leverage our small dollars to create that. And when I tell you that's what the people have been doing for years mm -hmm. and passing on. Mm -hmm. And when I discovered that in my own life, I had to take I had to take a seat and mm -hmm. said, OK, let's figure this out. And so that's why I try to have conversations, because it's all about the leverage of the life insurance. Sometimes mm -hmm. it's not even about, oh, I have all these bills and all of this stuff. Sometimes it's you want to leave your people in a better position. Mm -hmm. Right. Than when you, you got here. So it's some of that. So the same with disability. If you can't do your job for two months, I mean, I just saw a statistic last week. I think it said the average American has uh, $200 in savings. Mm. Yeah. 
just regular money market stuff outside of what their bills might be that month. And so if you don't have, you know, a year of expenses saved up, what are you going to do if you can't do your job? Right, right. So, so insurance is the way to leverage your small little dollars. So if you're filling out your HR paperwork and it costs $3 a month for you to get this short-term disability insurance, get it. Yeah. Trust me, that $3 is going to be worth it if you can't do your job. Right. Because the, the alternative, you know, and again, that, that goes back to the point you made earlier about how important it is to think about the long-term consequences yeah. of, of present decisions. Because right mm -hmm. now, oh my God, why am I spending, why am I going to spend $300 a year on this? And then you need it. And now it's some, some exponential multiple yeah. <laughs> 300 where if you had just uh, paid that upfront as insurance, you know, you, yeah. wouldn't, you wouldn't be facing that because, you yeah. know, it's, all of this is about, you know, I love you. You use the word leverage. And that's mm -hmm. something that a CEO does is that they leverage their knowledge, their resources against the leverage of others to create an mm -hmm. even better outcome. Right. And I love that acronym you use, the LIFE acronym. I, I don't think I've ever heard it uh, spelled out that way, but that's such an important thing. You think about your um, liabilities, liabilities, income replacement, mm -hmm. final expenses, education, and everything else. So yeah. I hope y'all got that. Uh, you know, you really need to think about that. And that's just something that, you know, all of this is about building those tools, building those things that are going to to help you make wise decisions. And and all of this is underpinned by your financial mindset. So mm -hmm. we're talking about the technical things and the, you know, what do you need to have? But the most important thing is having the right financial mindset to where, again, you're open to getting advice, you are willing to work with the professionals, you're willing to be honest with them, and you have a healthy mindset about your business. Because a lot of times we will have a greater dedication to the business if we own our own business or we work for somebody else. And then when it comes to the business of our lives, mm -hmm. we don't approach it as a business. And you know, this this may sound cold, but at the end of the day, you know, a marriage, a partnership, your family, it's a business because you're making uh, decisions that have financial consequences. And when it comes time to make those decisions, you have to get your feelings out of your finances. And it's not about being cold hearted. It's about being prepared and again, using the power of your decisions to make life better for you and for your others. So. Yeah. You know, because we're talking about, you know, the the devastation of the deeds. You know, we've talked about divorce. We've talked about disability, death, and we added in their debts, you know, yeah. and and when is the, the when is the right time, the perfect time to to have this discussion? And is it something that you that a woman should go and do by herself? Is it something she should include her spouse or significant other in? You know, how does this usually work with your clients? So it depends. So it depends on if they're on the same page or not. Mm -hmm. So typically I'll get one to come in if they're not on the same page. Yeah. And they want me to be the bad guy and get the other person on their side. Yeah. Well, it doesn't work that way. Right. Because everybody has ideas about and it's amazing how different people handle their monies together. Mm -hmm. Like there are some people who act like roommates. 
Mm-hmm. And then there are some who are dictatorships. There are some who are partnerships, thank goodness. And so I'm always amazed to be able to talk to both sides of a couple to figure out whose mindset is what. And so usually there's a spender, usually there's a saver. Um, usually there's somebody who cares about the finances and somebody doesn't. And mm-hmm. so it's really difficult to get them both at the table at the same time. But it's critical to do that if they're going to stay together. Right, right. Right. Because, you know, mm-hmm. we're talking about finances after the fact, but that financial mindset and having uh, being on one accord at the beginning helps to avoid yeah. issues because financial stressors, you know, are leading causes and leading mm-hmm. contributors to breakdowns in relationships and breakdowns in marriages. So it's important, again, as the CEO of your life to really be proactive in having these conversations asking the right questions, making sure that you're having the right conversations and making sure that you are, again, approaching this as a partnership, because this is not about, um, you know, getting everything for yourself and being malicious or anything along those lines. It's all about just making sure that you're making informed decisions and so that you're not having to be defensive And you can be on the offensive because, you know, you know, your finances, you know what you need to do. And you're much better equipped to be able to deal with it objectively and deal with it in a way that helps you to make to position yourself for that long term goal and that that desired outcome. So, of course, we're getting. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. I was just going to say, but being obviously being a woman, I'm here to help all women. Mm-hmm. Uh, first and foremost. So yeah, it is it is perfectly fine to come by yourself mm-hmm. uh, to see a financial advisor, kind of talk it out. And certainly from a woman's perspective, I can I can obviously see how some things roll out and can be, but I can I can also be that other, you know, other side of that and devil's advocate to say, well, what think about this. Yeah. So right. it, it's, it's always appropriate to talk about your money. I will say that it's always appropriate to get a better understanding of what's going on with your money. Because I always like to use this this example because, you know, I I love movies. Angela Bass is one of my favorite actresses. And I always Mm -hmm. think about this when it comes to divorce is, you know, you want to be Angela Bassett in um, Waiting to Exhale rather than Angela Bassett and What's Love Got to Do With It. And you know, because it wasn't got to do with it when she was in the courtroom. Basically, she just said, forget it, take everything. I just want my name. Right. And then she had to struggle. Mm-hmm. And it's, of course, it's Tina Turner's character, Tina Turner's life story. But I'm just just talking about it from the perspective of that character. But Angela Bassett uh, in Waiting to Exhale, even though she initially was her my favorite scene when she burnt all that stuff up. Um, yeah. but and walked I, away and flicked I, the cigarette. Yeah. Oh, that's my favorite part. I was like, <laughs> flick that cigarette. But I'm going to say this. What she should have done was sold all that stuff. Don't burn it. Don't burn it. Yeah, don't burn it stuff. You going to jail. That was a movie. That was a book. Yeah. All right. <laughs> the little the little Arizona or whatever Phoenix. I forgot where they were. Phoenix, one thing Phoenix and was somewhere in Arizona. Uh-huh. Urban fire department. You know, they didn't they didn't take it to jail. You gonna go to jail, you burn all that man stuff up, up in the front yard. Don't do that. Be smart, sell this stuff, buy yourself something new with it. But anyway, but again, (laughs) this is all about making those smart moves and making good decisions that you don't regret later. Because, go ahead. I was just going to say, 
along those lines, um, I, I'm sure people don't know this and because I'm always shocked when I see the statistic as well. The average age of a widow in the United States is 50, about 55 and a half. Mm. Yeah. Wow. So, I, so I guess not. Yeah. Yeah. You would think that, but I can tell you, I've had three friends to become widows before we turn 40. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So it's very important to be on top of that mm -hmm. um, for more, you know, for more than the ways that we've already talked about today. Right. You it's, it might not, it just might not work out the way that you think it's going to, unfortunately. Right. And, and, you know, this is all about, this is not being morbid. This is not being mm -hmm. negative. It's just about recognizing that, you know, there's, there are a lot of things in life that we don't have control over. We don't have control over whether a spouse is going to ask for a divorce. We don't have control over whether our significant other is going to face disability or die prematurely. Mm -hmm. But what we right. do have control over are the decisions that we make to prepare to position ourselves and our families uh, right. for uh, being able to um, to to have the happily ever after in the in the aftermath of the unhappiness. So, of course, we've, we've reached towards the end. And so I just wanted to see if there are any. Uh, this always goes by so fast. You know, we have such great conversations, but these are conversations with with uh, a little bit of power behind them. You're getting knowledge. But what are some closing remarks that you want to make just to remind women about how to prepare for the unexpected in dealing with those deeds? I would say don't be afraid to to call someone a professional and have the conversation. It's there's no obligation to do any business. I'm actually shifting my practice, my practice now to be more consultative mm -hmm. um, and moving away from actually investing people's money. I want to make a distinction between that. And so I'm actually uh, moving toward being a financial wellness coach mm -hmm. versus a financial advisor. Um, not that I'm not doing those things, but I, I just don't want anyone to get caught up in. I've got to invest money with her in order to do this and this, and this, what's your minimum and all that. I don't care. I just want people to make better decisions because as you've mentioned before, the decisions make the difference. Mm -hmm. And so I want people to make better decisions so that they can live the life that they want to live and that their families can survive once they're gone. All right. Well, thank you so much. Of course, this is it's always a pleasure uh, to talk about making these these money moves. And mm -hmm. um, obviously, we've talked about some of the money moves that you have to make in some unpleasant situations. But it's all about positioning yourself through your decisions. So how yeah. can people get in contact with you if they want to learn more about how to position themselves to be able to deal with them these? Sure. So I can be found on Facebook. Um, my business name is Lasting Legacy Wealth Management right now. Again, I'm going through some rebranding and some exciting things are coming up soon on that. But you can find me on Lasting Legacy Wealth Management, like the page. And even when I do the rebranding, it'll be the same. You'll already be tuned into what that is going to be. But it'll be exciting. So Lasting Legacy Management? Wealth Management. Wealth Management. Wealth. Lasting legacy wealth management so make sure that yeah. you check dana out there and again don't be shy don't be afraid to ask the questions that are going to position you for 
your power moves in the event that you have to deal with them d's so dana i just want to thank you so much it's always a pleasure getting together and it's always uh just a joy to be able to empower others and i just want to thank you for sharing with our audience about you know the things that they can do to prepare themselves because again it's all about the knowledge it's all about leveraging your talents your resources your knowledge with those of others to really um, take you to that next level to where you're able to make those great decisions. So again, thank you so much. We appreciate you. you making those CEO moves and looking forward to hearing because y'all heard she's got a book coming out and she is getting ready to take her business to another level. So yes. later on, we'll have to bring you back when you got the book out and when you, mm -hmm. you've done the rebranding and we can have, have a whole nother conversation around that because we want to support you and see you take it to the next level yourself. So thank you so much, Dana. Okay. I really appreciate you and we look forward to seeing you the next time. Okay. All right. Already. Thank you. Thank you. All right, y'all. So thank you so much for joining me on in the C-suite where we are are now getting ready to close out another conversations with the C uh, conversations from the C suite, the girlfriend's guide to being a CEO. And you know, this is where we equip women to make CEO moves. And here, remember, we want you to feel something, we want you to learn something, but most of all, do something. Dana gave us some clear strategies on what you can do. So make sure you make those CEO moves, create circles of influence, connect with someone who can help you talk to do more with your finances, educate and empower yourself so you can elevate your own financial position and then operationalize what you learn so that you can optimize your outcomes. Because again, whether you are a, whether you report to a CEO or whether you are the CEO of your own business, you are always the CEO of your life. So you want to make sure that you take these strategies to help you capitalize on your most powerful asset, which is the power of choice. So until next time, I just want to thank you for joining Conversations from the C-Suite. I am Dr. Stephanie D. Barnes, CEO of C-Suite Women's Network, where I help women and a few good men to be the CEOs of their lives so they can be better CEOs in their business. And we thank you for joining us here in the C-Suite, where we have helped you to make those money moves. So remember, the power is not in the conversation but in your CEO moves. Don't just talk about it, be about it. But remember, don't wait. Wait broke the scale. Now is the best time to do what you know needs to be done. Remember, your life is the product of your choices. Choose to be the CEO of your life.